sun's up and I'm just playing your favorite song So get your praise on down, don't worry about your work Get out, cause it's all a part of this plan of the Basic Foundation Show. I am TC. Top of the evening to everyone. Top of the day, top of the morning, wherever you listen to me on the sound of my voice at any time during our broadcast. Of course, we invite you to call in if you have any questions, comments, concerns regarding the music industry. Just in case you don't know what the Basic Foundation is, of a show, I should say. It's pretty much a show that we actually have an industry, you know, music industry discussion about the industry and try to help artists, emerging artists, learn more about it. You know, everybody learning from each other. We're teachable here, so we definitely want you to be a part. And the number to call if you'd like to be a part is very code 646-558-8656. Again, that's 646-558-8656. The access code is 284-112-8390. No one lot to digest, but we give it to you again. 284-112-8390. So we've been talking about streaming and a lot of people had some questions about that. We talked about marketing a little bit. We did shows about that. But, of course, we want to refresh everybody. And welcome to all the new people that came on last week. And I just want to say thank them for their support as well. And, uh, we'll, you know, we have a round of, you know, we, we talk about anything at any time. So we definitely want to make sure that we cover all the questions and all the, you know, concerns and comments and things like that. We always want to make sure that we do that anytime we have any of our broadcasts. So, we definitely want you to come in. I know it's just me right now. I know everybody else will be coming in a little later. And I do have Angie Green Gray on the line, too. How you doing, Angie? You still with me? I am. What's going on? Nothing much. You in the house? <laughs> yeah, just uh, just chilling. I will say um, I did have something else I had learned regarding Spotify. Did you? Um, I do. Okay. Um. If you're like me, an indie artist, you know, when you kind of first start out, you're trying to figure out which um, aggregator, distributor you're going to use, be it CD Baby, TuneCore, Syntax Creative, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you may start with one and decide, I want to change. Well, FYI, if you do that, um, you will see more than one profile for yourself out on Spotify, because depending on which aggregator you use, like if you release the album using CD Baby, that'll show up. If you do another one and use somebody different like TuneCore, that'll show up and you'll be two different people. Wow. So you have to claim both of those profiles. Um, 
the way that Mr. Harris has explained how you go onto your Spotify artist account and claim to get that blue check mark, and then you just need to go there, help people, and notify them that you are the same person, ask them to merge it all into one big uh, profile, then you can go edit it and add, you know, pictures, imagery, web links, you know, put playlists on, stuff like that. So, yeah. Wow. A whole nother nugget right there, see? Never know what you're going to learn on the Basic Foundation. I appreciate the information as well. You know, it's funny how now playlists are a big thing, you know. Um, You know, I'm just thinking about just a few years ago, we were still on the CDs and MP3 downloads. Now Uh we have playlists and and things like that, and we got to join and things like that. It's like it makes it more convenient, but it makes it more uh, complicated for artists. What do you say about that? I think, I mean, if you really don't do your research, yes, it can be very complicated. Um, like I said, you, I mean, and the thing is you have multiple types of streaming options, not just Spotify and there's Deezer, which um, I'm just now kind of getting into that mm-hmm. to kind of make sure our stuff is right on that. Mm-hmm. But the playlist, that's kind of where it is. Um, you know, Mr. Harris has a couple of them. He has a quartet one mm-hmm. and he has a praise party one. Um, and, I think the last time I checked the praise party, there's probably like 70 or 80 tracks on it. Okay. So, and he has a pretty good followership on that one. Mm-hmm. And I think he does with the quartet one as well. Yeah. But it's really easy to make the playlist. Honestly, you make it from your own account, yep. uh, you know, your own personal account. And you just kind of, you know, send it to people. Like I made a couple last week and I just kind of, you know, intentionally made sure I put about five, um, you know, emerging artists on the playlist, sometimes mm-hmm. up to 10. Mm-hmm. And that way they're kind of mixed in with, you know, main artists. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, you know, it gives you some exposure and you're just trying to, you know, help other artists out and send them a shout out on social media so they kind of know, hey, they can kind of get people to follow that playlist as well. I, and I, increase your streams. Yeah, I have two as well I did. I did one called, I got two of them called the Ultimate Gospel Playlist, part volume one and volume two I've done. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I got one about maybe 91 tracks and the other one about maybe 40 tracks. Uh, yep. Just a mix of, you know, like you said, just a mix of everybody. And, uh, you know, some great songs that, and you know, the great thing about it, I think I like it for the simple fact, too, that a lot of artists that don't get that just due to me, you know, a lot of great music that's getting, you know, thrown on the wayside, they can actually experience it through the playlist now. Exactly, yeah. And, and I try really hard to kind of, like, include all styles of Christian music just mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I mean, I, I work with other people who don't just do gospel, they may do CCM or, yeah. you know, Christian rock or whatever. Sure. So I try to include different things just to give people a different taste. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the variety, the variety is very key to it because I like all of it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, I don't, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a, uh, a one track genre based, uh, person, if you will, in the sense of what mm-hmm. my thinking is, you know, I'm very open to music because music is universal for one in itself. So. Um, when you start sharing other, you know, other genres and things like that, it gives a variety of people, a variety of listening. I think it helps open up the mind to people as far as listening as well. I think. Oh, absolutely. I think you know, like I said, as a, as creatives, I think one of the coolest things to do is listen to different genres of music, um, and then pull into that. Like you know, when you're trying to write or whatever you're doing, because if all you listen is the one thing all the time, then it's all kind of going to sound like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Exactly. You get bored. You get bored like that too. I, I like the, yeah. Yeah, I, I love diversity. I listen to all types of music and this, and I, I, I love it and I appreciate it because of the culture of it a lot of times and the art, you know yep. what I'm saying? That's the thing yep. about it. And I think we lost that in music. I think, you know, now 
I think, you know what I'm saying, you know, radio, radio stations trying to go to the, you know, for the millennials, quote-unquote millennials, they're going to the playlist uh, style of, uh, of you know, programming their station now and things like that because a lot of people are on the playlist, you know, and it gives people the time yeah. to pick out their favorite songs and favorite artists and things like that. So it's getting it's getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting deep out here. I got somebody from the 248 area code. What's a good evening to you? Good 248, how you doing? Hello, it's Tyranny. How are you? Hey, Tyranny. Good evening. Welcome hey. to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. That's what's going on. Okay, we got people coming in, popping in. I like this. <laughs> That's love right there. You know what I'm saying? You have any comments or anything that we're talking about? Or, you know, something you want to share or have questions about this evening? Uh, no, not as of now. Okay. I'll let you know if something comes up, though. Yeah, no problem. It's just me, you, and Angie right now, and everybody else will be popping in as well. And people are listening on over the air as well. I want to say good evening to y'all as well, listening out there, radio land, and internet land, and app land, wherever you listen to us from. We thank you for being with us this evening as well on the Basic Foundation Show. And I just want to let y'all know, too, if y'all missed any of our Basic Foundation Show, you can actually go to my website, wogs1039fm.com. And we have actually I'm putting it together now, but I have another link where you can listen to a lot of the shows. I just realized, y'all, we've done over 640 shows of the Basic Foundation Show in the last 13 years. And, wow. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, wow, you know, we've been helping people for free, and that's that's the key about it. And you know, just to just give you the vision of the show and the reason why we've done this, of course, because we've been doing it for so long, because we really do care about emerging artists. We really do see that. A lot of music have been, you know, falling by the wayside because of the program directors that a lot of radio stations weren't actually were not allowed to really pull in music from from not they're not mainstream. And I think that, you know, by us having you know, uh, you know, a lot of us have internet radio stations and things of that nature that you know it actually levels the playing field as far as getting independent and emerging artists out there. So um, that's what we did this show for, and uh, it's been a blessing to so many. We've had so many that come through that came and. Gone and doing doing other things and still at it. So I, I praise God for allowing us to be a platform, and a vehicle to be able to uh, be able to impart information that can help people, you know, so they reach their potential in their in their careers and you know their their respective ministries and things like that, you know. So that's that's what we do for the premise of the show. So um, of course, if you have any questions and things like that, we try to answer those. If we don't know something, we'll come back and try to impart and share that. So um, that's some of the things that we do with the Basic Foundation Show. As well, and uh, man, I'm I'm having fun already with the ladies on the. I got the ladies in the house. I guess it's ladies' night so far, so that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, ladies' night, brother by himself out here, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. We can handle the things like that. You know, I'm I'm looking at more and more how the music industry has changed, though, y'all. And uh, you know, I'm a person that like to look at the old. You know, I'm the old school looking at the CD liners, see reduced stuff, and read the thank yous and things like that. And, you know, I kind of miss those days. But at the same time, you know, we had to change with the times and things like that. Um, let me ask you guys, as being an artist and things like that, um, you know, from an artist standpoint, you know, when did the change affect you as far as, you know, creativity, as far as actually as a career? Did it ever change for you, And you know, as far as your thought processes and things like that? Tell me a little about that. I'll start with Angie first. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say for me it did. It's because, um, you know, before – we started our group. We were part of a, another group and we um, would go and tour and sing with other people. And that was when, you know, the CD thing was everything, you know, CDs and downloads had just kind of started. And like you said, um, you know, reading the liner notes and everything in the CD, because, you know, I, I'm, 
I've been around a little bit. I'm kind of 21 plus plus. So, you know, I, okay. I remember those things. Okay. And then I remember when the streaming stuff started happening, like, you know, first it was just like iTunes and Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then like Apple Music, Spotify came up. And then when we started doing Paula and Angie, mm-hmm. at first we were just still kind of doing more, more focused on church stuff, not really trying to do the industry stuff. And that kind of switched like three years ago. So like I had to get like a crash course take a bunch of classes and talk to people and really network hard to figure things out. And, you know, it helps having a millennial for a child so mm. to kind of make things work. But yeah, I mean, it's very different. It's a, I, if I were just like starting off in this industry now and I was like <clears throat> 15 or 20 years younger, I'd probably, you know, it'd probably be a little bit easier just because it's naturally come to them like that. Does that sure. make sense? Like they just yeah. naturally, yeah. it's all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. But like for, somebody like me in my you know mid-40s that's mm-hmm. not how it always was so it was very different i feel you what about you Tony? um i would have to gr- agree with her um because we're you know pretty much the same age i guess sure and so uh yeah definitely it's different um but you know i just kind of um one thing that i wanted to preserve you know it's kind of uh, more so of the artist development and mm. things like that. Sure, okay. So I think, um, you know, kind of preserving what we can and then changing with the time, you know, a combination of the two makes it a little easier. Okay, I got you. Okay. 843, good evening. I want to say good evening to 843. Hello? 843? Okay, they're just listening. Okay. And with that being said, let me ask you ladies this real quick as well. And that's that you know something that we talk about quite a bit. Is that missing in today's music industry, the artist development? Uh Tierney, Tierney, you want to answer that or Angie? Uh, yes. Um yes, I would say so when it comes, you know, to the labels and everything. Um definitely you don't see that as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I really do believe that it's uh, an element that's missing today. But I think that it's still necessary. I, I tend to agree I, with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was saying, I agree with her. It's, it's definitely missing because, um, you know, any label now, they want somebody who's already, you know, uh-huh. very polished. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be very polished off the bat, which means that you really have to kind of take the time to get, you know, honestly – you have to have you have to have some kind of financial backing to get the consultants to help you get to that point. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you right. have to have your vocal coaches because if you're somebody who started singing like you know Christian music in church, and you're you know trying to now be part of the music industry side because you know that there's you know there's ministries in this industry, um, you your sound may just be church and you have to work on it to make it a little more appealing to the commercial people. Mm-hmm. So. That means vocal lessons, and you just can't have anybody giving you that because that's a different sound, and it also means understanding how different things work. I mean, I'm thankful people like UTC and Mr. Harris, Kevin James, Brother Reggie, because you know you're willing to answer the things that you know, and if you don't know, you're willing to look it up. You know, mm-hmm. you're willing to go search it out and figure out how to help people. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, I personally just kind of see like they don't. Some people just don't want to. They want you just to give them the answer. Like, like they don't want to look for it to figure it uh-huh. out. Sometimes, um, <laughs> I'm not being mean when I say that. I'm just 
that's real. something I've noticed. That's real. People just want you to give them an answer. Yeah, it's real. You know what? And, and that's the thing about it. I'm going to cut you off. I just want to interject this by what you just said is very profound because what happens a lot of times is that, and here's the thing that's disheartening sometimes. We give them the information. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, with information, you know, you have to, you know, invest it to the people that, you know, can take you to further, give you more information. It's like getting a team, you know, have like a little team with you. And what's disheartening is that we give out the information. We have people that here that will consult with them and talk to them. And, you know, they even gave out their services free, Mr. Harris and, and uh, Kevin James. And the people did not take heed to it. And that's the thing that, that makes makes it disheartening sometimes because you got somebody that says, hey, look, I'm giving you my services free right here. You know, if you just do this one thing. And I think they was just having them write out their vision or something so they could help them get through it. And they didn't take heed to it. It was only one person that took heed out of all the people that was on that particular uh, conference call at that time. And, you know, and that and you said something that's so profound, you know, saying so you have to go out and research. We don't do enough of that because we want to, you know, we figure that, you know, they have, you know, we don't have all the answers. We can help you as far as we can, but it's going to take you to go out and research because you know exactly what you want to do. You know, so all we can do is help you enhance the vision. But as far as what you really want to do and go out and find out and research those things, it's very important for you to do that. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Angie. Oh, no, you're fine. I was I was pretty done. You're, you're good. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Okay. No problem. You know, we just tuned in once again. You listen to the Basic Foundation Show. TC here with you. I got, uh, of course, Angie from Paul and Angie. We got Tierney with us today. Uh, and we got somebody else from 843. He's not saying anything to me today, but it's okay. It's all good <laughs> as well. And, and uh, we just shooting the breeze right now as well. Like I said, wait for everybody else to call. I know everybody be calling in probably, probably like another ten or fifteen minutes, and that's okay too. We, we're here. But you have any questions, comments? You listening out there on the air? Of course, we definitely want you to call in six four six five five eight eight six five six six four six five five eight eight six five six. Access code is two eight four one one two eight three nine zero two eight four one one two eight three nine zero. And you know what, y'all? It's, it's not a lot of labels around anymore. It's only, like, I think it's E1 now, RCA Inspiration. I think Verity's back, and I don't know who the other one is. But I know it's kind of few that's kind of, quote, unquote, major. You still got the Sonys and all them and things like that. But, um, you know, as you guys being independent artists and having your own companies, and, you know, saying, do you guys face a lot of challenges and looking for that person to help you with artist development and things like that to help develop you even further? Or have you found your niche in your development? Well, I'm actually not an artist. I actually uh, just started a record label okay. last year. Congratulations. And so, thank you. That's Bledsoe Records. And so, um, the main thing that we want to uh, kind of stand out and be different is by bringing that artist development element uh, into the label and actually, you know, cultivating people so that, you know, they can go out here and represent the kingdom in excellence. So... Um, you know, that's kind of our mission. That's good. That's good stuff. That's very good. What about you, Angie? Um, well, you know, I mean, I'm an artist and I also started an indie label at the end of 2016, mm -hmm. G2 Music Group. Okay. Um, and we have another artist on there and they're more CCM Christian rock. Sure. But definitely just work very hard developing, getting everybody um, kind of tuned into, you know, what type of music are we trying to sing to reach the masses and to draw people closer to Christ? Um, mm -hmm. And then working very hard to ensure, like Tierney said, I'm, it's all about excellence. I, I will tell you, I'm like, you know, we're never going to be perfect because we're not Jesus. Sure. But mm -hmm. our goal is to always strive to do the absolute best. And there's some 
sometimes, you know, I'll be like, you know what, that's not working right now. When, like when I sit and meet with the board, that's not working right now. Mm. We need to let that lie for a second and pray about it. Cause sometimes, you know, you can try to do way too many things, you know? Mm. Um, and I think when you're an indie label starting off, you have to decide what's your focus going to be. And I think what Tierney touched on is perfect, which is making sure you're developing artists. And the thing is, I didn't really realize this until probably a year into us trying to be part of the industry. Mm-hmm. That takes time. Yes. It's nothing mm-hmm. that's going to happen overnight. And I think Absolutely. the problem is our society is so instantaneous mm-hmm. that everybody mm-hmm. wants to happen right then. <laughs> and, you know, like right now we're in the, we just finished laying down our vocals and tracks for a new project coming out. Mm-hmm. And, I'm just taking my time with it, working with the production team. We're just taking our time because we want to make sure that what we put out, it represents Jesus first and all, but that it's really good quality, you know, because it's a lot of original music and you want to make sure it's right, but you have some covers as well because some people, you know, if they don't know who you are, they kind of want to hear a song they know, you know, so you kind of have to throw that in there. But I think Mm -hmm. a big problem just is, and I'm guilty of this. When I first started, we were trying to rush everything. Mm-hmm. because like you felt like you had to, yeah. you know, like, you oh, I got to move. Mm-hmm. And it was like about a year into it, I'm like, you know, that's just probably not right. And I'd gone to a conference with GMA mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, take your time. Don't rush. When you rush, that's how, I mean, they're like indie artists come and go. If you want to sustain, take your time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that one I can say that I learned. That's awesome. What you gonna say, Tierney? I said that's excellent right there. Um, especially what she brought up about, you know, taking your time and um sometimes, you know, the artists don't really understand that, you know, that it takes time to build. And so in doing that, you know, I've even had to uh come to grips of, you know, letting the artist go because mm. they just couldn't understand that. So um, but definitely not being rushed and not letting people move you. But when you know what you're called to do with God, allow the work to take place. I know that's right. I got to say thank you for taking your time and making sure it's quality. Um, I, I can't tell you guys how many how much music I get that I've had to reject because of the quality of it and because of, um, you know, it's more than just wanting to get heard on the radio. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of people get stuck in a lot of times, you know. Uh, a lot of people are, and you guys being label homes, y'all probably could attest to this, that you have a lot of people that's ready to rush and get on the radio versus taking their time, like y'all saying, and also making sure that's quality, making sure you have a marketing plan, making sure you have these plans in place to actually push uh-huh. push the, the project out there to make sure it's marketed to the right demographic and things like that. Um, would you guys say that? Most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the key. I, 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 let me tell you guys, I had I, I I had to start another email. I'm I'm at I'm I'm, I'm down now, but I was at fifty thousand MP3s in my email. Um, I went through a lot of them. We went through a lot of them, and I, I'll say maybe twenty percent of those I had to reject because of two things. One, the music was not tagged because we always try to make sure that the metadata is straight on there so we can actually get credit to get played. 
Um, that mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, the quality. And I always tell artists that either you have the right producer and the wrong voice or the right voice and the wrong producer. <laughs> and things are not mixed and mastered well and they want to put it out there and say, okay, I got a number one hit. No, you got to take time and make sure it's quality. It's just like in your clothes. You're not going to go outside and not iron your clothes and, and wrinkle and, and talk about I'm coming coming here representing Jesus. You can't do that. Because people are going to look at you like they're crazy. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, you know, and um, I've had a lot of that happen. You know what I'm saying? So I, I applaud you ladies for taking, you know, taking your time and make sure that it's quality and making sure that people have a plan. And I think that's another thing. You know, a lot of people was asking about, I know last week as far as how to market yourselves and things like that. So let me ask you guys if this has been from a label owner standpoint. When is the right time to put out a project and, you know, and how much time do you feel you need to market it? Well, I personally think there's the pre-planning stage, okay. which is before you ever, like there's a, and, and this is things I've learned through trial and error. So sure. I always say, you know, I don't mind talking about myself and what, you know, mm-hmm. where I might have failed because I always think that experience is the best teacher. Sure, so sure. for me personally, I can say that it was understanding that it when we knew we were going to record this summer, last fall is when I started planning what we were going to do, mm-hmm. who we were going to work with, what were the songs going to be, because it's a, it's not just a Paula and Angie project. It's a label compilation CD, mm-hmm. but we need it to kind of work together. If that makes sense? Sure. So we had to have a plan. We're targeting. And because like Paula and Angie, the whole, we target kind of a couple of different genre styles of Christian. We had to find a way to make sure we weren't going way crazy, but, you know, still being us, because that's just, we consider ourselves bridge builders with people, so mm-hmm. that's kind of how we're looking at it, mm-hmm. and Remain Anchored is kind of the same way, even though they tend to focus more on Christian rock, so we kind of didn't do so much rock with them to make it where it could be more of an inspirational album, mm-hmm. kind of a, a melding pot of different uh, genres, mm-hmm. and so we did all that in the beginning, kind of, you know, worked that out, and there was months of that, and then you know, working hard to get funding straight and sponsors and, you know, because, you, you know, I mean, people go broke making CDs sometimes. Let's just be honest. They don't <laughs> they don't know how much it costs. Right. And, right. you know, you have two sides. You have artists who have no idea what the real cost is. Mm-hmm. And then you have consumers who have no idea what it costs you as an indie artist to make your project. Sure. So, you know, when people are like, when are you going to make new music? I'm like, if you want to give me, you know, some money, it's great. So let me know. I'm like, but, I'm being honest. I'm like, but you know, right now, this is what we're going to do. So I think you have to have the pre-stuff first. And then I think when you get to the studio to actually start recording or tracking or whatever portion that is, you should have your post-studio plan already written out and approved mm-hmm. and know how you're going to target it, how you're going to market it. So once you're in mix and master mode, you should know, you know, whether it's two or three months after that, you want to drop the single to radio or whatever, mm-hmm. or you want to put the stream out there and you have to start putting out, you have music coming out mm-hmm. and have graphics and things because people have like a five second attention span. So you have to keep saturating them with that information over and over again for, you know, in a minimum of two months. Three be great. So then when it comes out, you've built all this anticipation up. So if if it's just your loyal fan base that first goes out, you're numb, you know, it looks really good that first day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you can kind of work things out, figure out do you have money in your budget to begin with? 
for a radio service or do you need a radio service or, you know, what, what are you trying to do? What's your end goal? I always kind of ask those questions whenever we're sitting down to do music or just making music to make music or is there a purpose behind it? Mm. That's good stuff. Didn't mean to get all mm-hmm. deep there. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That, that, that's going to help artists good. out there now. That's very good. What about you, Terry? Do you got something you want to add? Uh, no, she kind of summed it up in a nutshell um, pretty much. But, yeah, um, I would say, you know, probably close to a year when you're thinking about all the stages. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we're doing, we're working with a lot of people that's kind of transitioning into the music industry. Mm-hmm. So we want to take time to make sure that they know why they're singing, um, who they're singing to. You know, because sometimes people think, okay, I'm singing gospel, so it's for the world, you know. Right. But you have to know your audience. And so, um, you know, and taking each step to plan, you know, um, like mm-hmm. she said. And so it's um, it's definitely a process, something that you can't do overnight if you're going to do it right. So. That's good. That's good stuff. I mean, that's, that's excellent information because I know a lot of artists are saying, you know, well, you know, I got the music done and this, this, and that. So now what? You know, what I'm saying, and they don't have nobody to really guide them. And you know, and but you know, what I'm saying the thing about it is that when you just first learn, you know, the music. I, I tell people you got to learn business first. We learn music business. If you learn the business aspect, uh-huh. of it, the, the music, that's good. The music business, that's good. the music business come easy to you because you got to understand, you know, even being in ministry. That ministry, I always say business is ministry and ministry is business because it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? In the midst of it, you got to make sure yeah. if you're going to eat, you know what I'm saying? You have to make sure that you're going to eat. You got to make sure that the business is right. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that a person that have integrity about their business. You know, those principles that you learn in the business don't go away because you're in the music industry or because you have a ministry. And that's why I tell people that you have uh-huh. to keep those things in, intact because if you do that, People respect you, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know what I'm saying. It's just to be a beautiful relationship if you keep it, you know, on on the terms of that. You know, there's nothing personal with this thing, but this is my livelihood, and I have to protect it at all costs. You know, that's right. And I think a lot of artists, you know, what I'm saying, just jump in this thing and don't, you know, what I'm saying, you know, just like you know, I, you know, I was looking at R. Kelly, you know, looking at the story. He was telling the story about how you know he lost a lot of his publishing. Because by him being young, he didn't read the contract. He couldn't really read. Uh-huh. He had dyslexia and right. stuff like that. So the thing is, is that I tell artists as well, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you take care of your business, the rest of the stuff come to you. It's just like Aretha Franklin, like great Aretha Franklin, God rest her soul. And shouts out to her family. We praying. Send our condolences, you know what I'm saying, once again to the uh, Franklin family. Um, oh, she, she came with her business. She said, look, you got to give my money in cash. <laughs> that's how she came. Yeah, yeah. She's like, give my money now. I want it not now, but right now. You know, and that's the thing about it. Um, but she understood okay. business, and that's why she and when she got her business together, you know what? It, she came out there gave you the best performance you could ever have, because the business side was already handled, and there was no stress on her then. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because when people don't have their business together, you, you're not able to effectively do your craft. Because you're worrying about the business side, and I think that's mm-hmm. what a team, you know, what a team, you know, you gotta have an effective team that's gonna take care of that for you, and really be honest and have somebody you can trust to take care of that thing. Because we know, you know, all of us be in this music industry understand it can be cutthroat too. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for sure. And that, that's that's the thing. So you know, I mean, you know, you guys share this information is really, I think, it's gonna help a lot of artists. As well, because you know we play our shows, you know, throughout the week as well. You know, once we you know record them, man, we we play them just to let you know to get the information out there. So, 
Um, awesome. Yeah, I think we we have to. Hi, I didn't hear you. What's that? I was just saying that's good. I mean, like I said, I'm just somebody who is just you. Sometimes you have to learn through trial and error, and I really mm-hmm. do believe your experience is a great teacher to yes. help you understand what what works, what doesn't work. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. and another thing I think that, especially in the last couple of years, don't be afraid. And I say this as an as an artist to other indie artists, don't be afraid to think outside the box. Mm. Like, you know, sometimes our schedule for our ministry events is not always in church. You know, sometimes you have people who may ask you, hey, I want to do a concert like this and I want to have you guys. And, it, you know, it may be something different. You know, you have to think outside the box mm-hmm. so you can, because at the end of the day, if you're only singing to people who already know Jesus, is that really your goal? Wow. If you're a Christian artist. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? That's a mouthful in itself right there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not trying to cause no drama. I'm just saying, I just I don't think, I, I mean, I, I I love singing at church, don't get me wrong, but I think some of my favorite things to do are actually some of our outreach ministry. Like, you know, um, we haven't done any this year to do some changes with the prison system, but mm-hmm. mom and I, I mean, because if you don't know, Paul is my mama. So right, that's mama then. Well, shout out yeah. to mama then. Well, hey, mama then. <laughs> but my mom um, and I, we've done prison ministry for many years, mm-hmm. and that's some of the most rewarding yes. ministry singing that we've ever done, yes. just because you're impacting people that you're not going to impact a lot of times in the church building. So for, for me, that's a, that's a real big component. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that because you know what? A lot of people don't realize that, you know, saying we have to interact with the, we interact with the world every, every day. So we can't be so, you know, to the point where we forget where we come from. We just so, oh my God, I'm, I'm in the third heaven. My eyes rolled up like I, like I got on the iodine bottle or something, you know, type of thing. Ms. Harris is busted. That's him with the noise. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we have to keep that stays in mind. You know, saying that we have to understand that, you know, we still have to be, you know, do things effectively and be an inspiration to people outside of our elements. That's what I'm saying. That's right. That's right. I did a Facebook Live with my artist group today, and it was basically on the same lines that uh, Andrew just spoke about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I told them that your gift is supposed to be um, uh, the influence that multiplies in the earth. You know, you're the extension of Christ. Yes. You know, it's about reaching out, helping those that are hurting. It's not always going to be, you know, on the big stage or whatever. But, you know, think about a charity that you want to help or an individual that you may know is in pain or a group of people that's going through something that you can minister to. But always, you know, let your gift be a multiplication of Christ's influence. Yes. That's good stuff right there. Wow. That's awesome. That was good. Very good. You preaching hard today, amen, and out there. That's all right. Okay. She's going to need to pass the offering plate. Yeah, that's right. The doors of the church is open, ladies and gentlemen, because she put that down. That's that, that's so true. And you know, the thing is, like I tell people, you know what I'm saying? Music is a universal thing. Like I said, yes, we love the Lord with all our hearts. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? I love God with all my heart. I like other forms of music as well. Not something that's crazy that's going to be, a, you know, 
against my beliefs uh-huh. and things like that. But I do love music to the point where I, it's, it just feel good. It talks about situations. It's telling a story. You know, a lot, a lot of the old school music did that too. Some of it, now they still try to keep the elements in that too. But you know, the Lord may have you in a situation where you have you're not going to be in the elements in the four walls of the church or something like that. But you got to minister uh-huh. outside of the at a secondary concert. I've seen that happen where people got ministered to right then and there. I mean, Fantasia's doing it now. You know, say so she do her music, but she still keep the Lord there because that's how she was raised. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that's the thing about it. I think we can't really forget, you know what I'm saying, those things. You know, we still can go ahead and be in the world, but not of the world at the same time. That's just my belief. That's right. You know, that's my belief. That's good. This is good stuff. Y'all blessed me tonight, shoot. This is good stuff right here. Shoot. <laughs> I'm having a good thing. Y'all get on here and parting things. What's wrong with y'all? Let me stop. This is awesome. <laughs> But this, this good stuff, man. This is real good stuff. Good evening, Mr. Harris. Mr. Harris is in the house. I know it's like you're on the road, man, but God bless you, man. Ooh, is he here? He's still with me, man? Can you hear me? There he is. Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on, sir? Hey, Mr. Harris. Hey, hey. Good, evening. Hey, good evening to everyone that's on the call. What do you mean sound like I'm on the road? Is phone it? sound that bad? Yeah, so your phone came in like you was out there rolling on the road, sir. <laughs> Well, that must that must have been somebody else. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm chilling. But anyway. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll just sit back listening, man. Why you had to call me out? But I always got to call you out. When I see you, you'll be called out every time. You come on the basic <laughs> foundation. So you might as well get ready. You might as well just sit back and say, you know what? TC about to call me. I feel him. I feel him. I feel him. Feel him right here. So. Okay. Yeah. No problem. But it's good stuff, man. You know, uh. Man, we just talk about man the industry, man, about how a lot of artists, man, you know, you know, with, with, you know, with the playlists is coming on, how things are taking over, how the music industry has changed a lot. That's what I was talking about tonight because, like I said, I'm from the era, you know, looking on the liner notes and, you know, saying now we're into the playlist things like that. And I was just asking how they survive in this type of, you know, the, with the change and things like that. And the ladies put it down; they putting it down tonight. So, so what some what what was some of the responses that you received? Because you know, I just came in. What were some of the responses that you received on how this started? How, how's what? Oh, as far as as far as the plot, the playlist has changed, things like that. I was yeah, asking, I was, yeah. Just, yeah, I was asking how it changed for them, and they they were they were just saying how, you know, saying I was asking was it a challenge, you know, saying as far as the changes for where they were versus now, you know, what I'm saying we're in a time now where the millennials, man, are really into this playlist thing, you know. Uh, okay, so are the artists who are on this call tonight, are they embracing it? Are they embracing the change? Well, actually, oh. Angie put out something that she taught us something, something more tonight. I'm going to have her, if she got time to repeat it, to repeat what she learned about Spotify and some other things she said. Hey, Mr. Okay. Harris. Hey, how you doing, Angie? I'm good. I mean, like I said to TC, you know, I created a couple of playlists last week and, you know, was intentional on making sure that it had indie artists in there plus you know mainstream artists just because that way more people are exposed to other groups but the first thing i told him about that you know when paul and Angie first started doing this you know we used i think cd baby the first time around but then we switched to a different aggregator the second time and what i didn't know at that point um and maybe you knew this but i, I doubt a lot of other indie artists do it when you do that on Spotify, you have more than one profile. So if you see an artist with more than one profile, because they use different aggregates, and all you need to do is reach out to the help people at Spotify and first claim all those profiles as you, then reach out to them and tell them it's going to merge under one, and they'll merge it. It takes about 24 hours, and then you can, you know, 
update your information, put your bio out there, you know, connect different things. But that was something to do that I was, and I just want to share that. Well, yes, I did know that. And we, we had already uh, experienced that working with, working with a uh, group. Mm-hmm. We were just doing a consultation with a group a few, a few weeks ago. But the problem with that is this. Um, I know, like you said, you, you're going to have multiple profiles and so forth. But the problem that we ran into was the group had a long name. Mm-hmm. Like it was um, Pastor, yeah, Pastor XYZ and the Fantastic Jubilee Singer. Okay, so what they did was there was a profile created for Pastor XYZ, and then there was another profile that was created for the Fantastic Jubilee Singers. So what happened was the CDs or the the albums that they had released were under both profiles. Now, they had different dates. And see, that creates a real problem. So what happened, because their aggregator was CD Baby, we got CD Baby on the phone. And CD Baby, because now they are a direct partner with Spotify. So sometimes they can make stuff happen that some of the other partners cannot make happen. Mm -hmm. But CD Baby was real hesitant and trying to get those accounts merged because, and it was really causing a problem. See, it causes, it may be okay to have the multiple profiles, but it causes, when, when it comes down to your revenue or your royalty streams, then it's going to create problems. Because, um, so then he, they, the guy that was helping us from CD Baby came back and said, look, I'm going to put the request in for the merger of the accounts, but it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. You're saying that it, it took, they were saying that it'd take 24, 48 hours or whatever, but he told us that it would take a while. Mm-hmm. The, reason, well, the, reason why, the reason why I felt that it was a problem is because the group and then he said, first he tried to say that the group name was so long, so to split it up into two profiles, but that didn't make sense. Mm. So in a, in a sense, he really didn't want to go through this process of doing it now. If it's, and then just consider if you were with another aggregator or if you release one project, let's say with TuneCore, and then you release something with... Uh, CD Baby, or there's another service out there called Catapult, and Catapult is, you know, is really, uh, I gotta watch what I say, but they they are really not that good to reference the customer service because mm. they actually told the artists when we was trying to get something fixed that uh, that she could use the same barcode for her singles that she used. I mean, for her um, 
for her hard copies than she actually used for her digital copies, which is misinformation, in my view. Okay, so so to kind of wrap it up, I know that that's there, that that exists. You can claim the account. We put up the links for artists who claim the account. And a lot of artists probably probably had not paid any attention to claiming accounts because a lot of their accounts are not verified. Mm. And they cannot go, they cannot log into the account. They cannot see any of their analytics. They cannot see who's listening to the music. They can't see the demographics of the ages. So I I don't know how widespread that, that would be, Angie, with the multiple accounts. But you are, you are right. It does happen. But in our experience, CD Baby really didn't want to fix it because they claim that Spotify, first he said he wanted them to delete one of the accounts. I don't know if you heard this too. First he said he wanted them to delete the account and then CD Baby will go back and throw it out there again. That didn't make sense. So no, it doesn't. That's where we were on that. That's my experience with the multiple accounts. So I haven't checked it in a, in a few days to see if it's completed yet, but the audit, the, 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 one of their team members did reach out to me and tell me that it was progressive. I don't know if it's completely uh, taken care of or not. But now, keep in mind, and you probably already know this, is that when you have those different accounts, you know, those links, that when you click on the names, uh, you know, those links are active. So hopefully it takes you to where you're supposed to go with the proper... Uh, Promise that it's associated with. Okay, good stuff. We also were talking about artist development tonight, too, as well, and we'll get into a little bit about that as well. Artist development. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was asking, you know, is, is it still needed? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, a lot, you know, I, I was, is, it, is, huh? is it still needed? Yeah, that's what I was asking, yeah. Oh, I, I 100%. That's my opinion. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> it's still needed because, because we continue to see different things. Um, I, you know, I really don't want to put anybody out there, but, you know, there are, there are certain folks who are so, that do everything with their telephone, Okay. Right? And Andy, you probably know this too. There's certain people out there that do everything with their cell phone. Yep. So they show up at they show up at an event and you may be running the equipment and I say, Hey, okay, can I have your tracks? I got these dual as you know, on the little um on the sound system that you take out, you have the dual C D player so you can play the tracks on the C D. All right, and right. then when we in October, but in October when we do our uh, event at the RCA, we don't use CD. We we actually use digital files on the computer. 
But the reason why I brought this up is because artists are still coming up to sing and they hand you their cell phone and say, hey, my track's on the cell phone. Uh, to the sound people, you don't know how to operate. You don't even know if the cell phone is in airplane mode or if you don't put it in airplane mode, somebody may call in the middle of your track while you're singing. That's part of the artist's development. <laughs> you need to be prepared. You need to be, you need to come in, just like you did. You get a sound man, like oh, folks come in and visit our church. They need to get there early enough so that they can go up to the sound room, give them the tracks on the CD that are properly labeled, and then they'll run a test to see if the CD works. Because the worst thing in the world is for you to be standing on the stage and anybody's church can say, roll the track. And then they roll it and nothing happens. Or if they roll the track and you say, oh, that's the wrong song. Hit number two. And you're standing there. All of that's artist development. Uh-huh. There's, yeah. a right way, there's a right way and a wrong way to do that stuff. And then some of the other things, not to maximize all the time, but then some of the other things. Here comes the whole group. You can't, I wouldn't advise them, if you come to Great Mount Calvary, which is my church, I would advise you to do this because the pulpit is a stage. I think you, you may have seen some pictures or you can Google it and pull it up, but the pulpit is a stage with hardwood floors. They don't take too kindly of the group walking out there all carrying bottles of water and you set them on the floor. Right. Yeah. That's artist development. Why? If you're videotaping when you have like three cameras shooting your performance and you got a bottle of um, you got a bottle of um, air pot water sitting at your feet in the video that you can't use. You no longer can use the video because you're advertising a product with a name. That's why in some of the videos that people shoot, they have to cover up the t-shirts and stuff that they wear with names on them. Mm -hmm. So all of that is artist development, in my opinion. Because if you want to have water on, if you want to have water with you, remove all labels. So that's what they do whenever we go to uh, if you go to INSP to be on a TV show with them, the water they give you has no labels. So I learned that a long time ago. If you're gonna, so whenever we have water for like a long event, all labels are removed because exactly what you said is the reason why. Because I don't right. have permission to have your stuff up there in a picture. Right. And then you set it back out the way so it's not in the shot or you don't set it at your feet. Right. You don't set it at your feet. You got your whole group bent. At the end of one song, your whole group bends down and pick up the water bottle, and they all drink right. water on the stage. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. That's or true. put it in your contract so when you go to sing somewhere, there's a little table back there you can put those things on. Because if you're singing for two hours, everybody's going to need something to drink at some point. It's going to be first. And, and which I, well, I understand that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to give you two hours, but if they do, I say, God bless you. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> All right, Tierney, you want to say something? We got Tierney on the line. Um, Go ahead. Yes, I was just going to say that artist development, I feel like, is ongoing. I think sometimes people think, you know, that's just for people that's just coming into the industry. Mm -hmm. But I think artist development should be ongoing and you're constantly learning and you're constantly, you know, improving. So 
Um, you know, I think it's something that just doesn't, not a one-time thing, you know, that you learn a few things and then that's it. And you think, okay, I arrived, but it should be ongoing and you're constantly learning and becoming better at what you're doing. That's good. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with that too. Every day. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yes, you you constantly need it, and you need to discuss it as a group, things that you should do and that you don't do, because I think it was Angie that was talking when she said if you go on INSP or some of these other television networks, artists, one thing that we found that we try to teach as a part of artist development when we have somebody else going to actually on the teaching, one thing that we try to impress upon them is that when you do performances, you always got to make sure you time in your, you practice your timing for your performances and, you know, always try to do your radio edits is what we like to say, where you go in and you do a three or four minute performance and you're done. If you're going to go in and talk and talk and talk and then say oh the track but you've already talked for five minutes mm-hmm. most of a lot of times you may not be invited back because a lot of timelines a lot of churches i know are on timelines they're on timelines you know do the announcements do you know raise offering run the uh, uh, video for the announcements or whatever choir sayings and so forth and then they may have you and it's preaching time you don't want the preacher or the pastor to get up and say well I gotta rush y'all out of here I don't have but 15 minutes left you know Wow. so well, we try to we try to do it's like even with the event coming up in October I need to have your music ahead of time I need to know the time. We right. need to know how much time. Right. Because we're timing it. We want you to practice just like you're going to be on a major television show. Because if by chance you do make it to those platforms, you're not going to have time to walk in an hour and say. That's true. Oh, they cut you out? All of that. They will cut you off. They cut your mic. Yep. And tell you to keep on walking right out the door. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yep. and, and and Lord knows I love quartet music, but their programs are too long. Because uh-huh. everybody has to everybody has to jump off the stage and walk <laughs> down the aisle and come back. <laughs> I laugh. I remember them days as being a boy, a little boy, man, the quartet groups, man. Yeah, fifteen groups on one. You'll get out of three, four o'clock in the morning. That's what I'm saying. I know. But that 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 means that they, you know, you have to condition and you have to practice to be able to do your set. You know, always do your radio edit if you can. We say radio edit because we refer to three to four minutes. They may give you 10 minutes, they may give you eight minutes, but you don't have to take it all. That's right. <laughs> Very true. You should not have somebody waving a sign in front of you. Five, two minutes, one minute, 
and then trying to cut you off. But what about what would they feel the Holy Spirit, man? Well, that is, I mean, that's okay, but you have to acknowledge where you are and what you're doing. You right. can feel the spirit and still right. be and still be in deep in order, right. uh -huh. in decency and order. Right. Okay, it's it's a lot of times you could feel the spirit, but it's not your place until the people get up. Stand up, clap your hands, wave your hands, slap your neighbor, sit down, get back up. You know, a lot of times and it may I, and it may sound difficult hearing this from me, but I'm just saying you're talking artist development. Right. And this is what we need to talk about because yes, music the music is the music business is what it is. Right. The business. Right. And it's okay to have the anointing. It's okay to feel the spirit. All of that's fine. But just respect where you are. You can't come there and just take over. You can't, you, can't, you can't stop the Holy Spirit from moving, though, man. That's that's what they tell you too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but a lot of times, it's a lot of times you have to, a lot of times you have to discern between. You have to have discernment, right? You have to. And God's not a god of confusion, so you know. That's correct. You know when you need to hush. So you can um, be playing right. playing with strange fire and not even know it. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, Keithy, I, I got to jump off now. I'm sorry. I, I, oh, no. I just need to run, but... No problem. Oh, why you got to go? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... No. Nah. Oh, you got to no, run no. down. I, I didn't mean to offend you. Harris, you're fine. Let me know. Yeah. I, I, I told Keithy, I mean, I couldn't stay the whole time tonight, so I apologize. No problem. I just got to uh, run off, but... No problem. Uh, I'll talk to you guys if we have it next week. I'll yes, wait for right. or not, but let me know. So, yeah. Yeah, let's know the best. Well, God right. bless you. Thank you for being a part. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Good, Good stuff. I mean, you put it down. Yes, I got, you did. I got, another, I got another 248 in here, too. 240, how you doing? I got another one here. Everybody. I'm blessed. How are you all? Uh, right, right. Who are we speaking with? Uh, this is Katrina Jackson. Hi, Katrina Jackson. Hey, Katrina. Hi. Welcome. I gotta keep Hello, it down because I'm with my mom and she's trying to sleep. She's oh, oh okay. Okay, no problem. Well, thank, okay. thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part this evening. Amen. All I'm gonna do is listen because if I talk, I'm gonna wake her up. Yeah, I understand. No problem. It, thank, thank you so much. It's good info. Awesome. Good. All right, development, man. Wow. A lot of people, a lot of people they got, yeah. they, they're developed already, though. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they do. You know. Yeah. They feel like they've grown and, you know, that's it. I got my, I got my music on the radio. I got I got a few shows and I'm taking off. Uh-huh. But what do you say to an artist that, that you know what I'm saying, that, that, you know, that feel that way? You see that they, they're crashing and burning. Are you um, asking me or are you asking Angie? Angie, Angie, no, well, Angie's gone, but anybody, anybody else that want to answer is oh. fine. Well, go ahead. Uh, uh, Tony, you want to answer that, Tony? Okay. Um, just kind of, you know, getting in the seat, you know, um, of knowing the season, 
that they're in. And uh, because sometimes they may get to a place that they feel like they're crashing and burning. And then sometimes that might be, you know, where you kind of need to rest or maybe focus on songwriting at that point and then, you know, come back with something really fresh. So you really have to be discerning about the season that you're in and, you know, really aligning with what God has for you at that particular time. Um, and being open to learning, you know, to continue to learn, to continue to, you know, do those things that helps you to walk in excellence. So it's not, you know, saying, okay, I learned this 15 years ago and that was it, but keeping yourself open to, you know, learning new things and becoming better. That's good stuff. Yeah, let me uh, sure. Let yeah. me also say, let me also say this. Um, you said that an artist gets to a point where they, you know, they crash and burn. Um, mm -hmm. Couple of things. Number one, if the artist takes the time, and, and I know just about everybody on this call probably understand where I'm coming from when I say this. If the artist takes their time and build their basic foundation yes, sir. to whatever they're doing and whatever, whatever path they choose to go in in dealing with the music, be it ministry, business, performances, or whatever, you will be able to take that time like like um, she just said, you'll be able to take that time mm -hmm. and regroup, refresh, do whatever you want because your, ba your basic foundation will be in place. The reason why a lot of artists crash and burn is because the foundation is not in place. Wow. Which means that yeah. if the foundation, when you put the basic foundation in place, you put a pathway in place for your royalties, put a pathway in place for marketing, you put a pathway in for performances, and all of those different streams of revenue, all of those pathways are there. So when it comes time to refreshing or kicking back or whatever, there's still one of those pathways that are generating something to keep you from crashing. Okay, so... You put that in place, and that and that also involves the, the media aspect, the radio, playlists, all of those different things. You got all of those different things working on your behalf, mm -hmm. because we say a lot of us say it over and over because we're all believers, right? And we all believe that yes, we can get into the spirit. But it's, it, you know, faith makes it possible, but not easy, mm. which means that, which means that you can have the faith. And, and then we say, well, you got to watch as well as pray. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look at the two words here. Some people will pray for something to happen, but they're not watching, which means that's an action that they need to be taking in order to make something happen. Mm -hmm. Even if it's even if it's not just watching, it 
and look at, you know, people may take that word and say, well, all I got to do is look, look at the business. All I got to do is look at the business and it's going to happen for me because I'm all prayed up. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, if all of us just, just close ourselves in and just pray, 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 and never come out to do any kind of work, to do any kind of business, nothing is going to happen because God expects us to do something. That's right. So I have a question, so, Katrina. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Katrina. Go ahead, Katrina. Go ahead. Go ahead, Katrina. Um, so for a singer who's been called to sing, um, what is the basic foundation to start with? The basic foundation, even if a, if a singer has been called to sing, the question, when I talk to artists, and I'm sure TC and others will talk to artists all the time, You'd be called the same. The question is, are you, when you're called to sing, are you just out there singing or have you developed a product to sort of uh, gird up your singing? Mm-hmm. And when I say mm-hmm. develop a product, I mean, have you created a single or have you created an EP or have you created a CD or whatever? Because you can be called to sing and just go from church to church and sing. But when you come off from singing, the people will meet you in the lobby and say, hey, um, I want to buy that CD. You have any product? You have any product? And if you say no, then yeah, you sit, you're there and you're saying, hey, I'm called to sing, but I have nothing to support my singing. So you have to build that basic foundation which means that you're called the same. So, okay, so you need to either record or have something supplemental to that singing that's going to bring some type of um, revenue or bring something back to you in order to allow you to keep singing because you don't want to run out of gas going from church A to church B. Right. And And if you have a church, if you have a particular church, it's not like it used to be. I think I mentioned this ECN before. Mm-hmm. It used to be when you go to church and you and you sing or whatever, they may come up to you and give you a little brown envelope mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. "God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for coming." They give you a little brown envelope, yeah. and then you get outside. You open this brown envelope and you say, "Hey, I got some gas money." Mm-hmm. So your foundation supplement. You're calling. Yeah, I agree. And let me ask this, Katrina. When you ask for call to sing, are you talking about call to to be a recording artist as well or just call the same period? Um, to sing, be a recording artist. Um, God's given me a few different gifts okay. that he called me to do and to reach the world, not just, you know, go from church to church to, you know. Okay. All right. I'm glad you answered that. And the reason why I'm asking that is because I, I'll say this as well to in addition to what Mr. Harris is saying. I always tell people, have a vision for where you're trying to go. Because the thing is, is that's one of the first things. In the basic foundation, you got to have a vision. You got to you got to find your identity as being an artist. You know, what type of artist you want to be, what type of music you want to do. You know, getting with the right producers. If you write to a producer on music, make sure that it's quality. You know, those type of things are some of the basic foundations as well. Because you, we got that vision set. You can see where you're going. 
if that makes sense. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And if you, if, you get right. that, if you get that vision together and say, okay, this is the type of artist I want to be, this type of music I want to do, and, and create your, you know, kind of get your identity, start getting your identity together as well. I believe you can find your way in your niche in the industry by, that's one of the basic foundations by finding your niche about the type of artist you want to be. And that way you can, you know, carry on from there. Then you start learning more about business and learn more about the music business as well as, you know, moving on to your career. Okay. That's good. And I think that one of the hardest things um, that I've encountered is kind of the ones that are extreme, you know, that says this is ministry. You know, I'm not doing this for money. Mm. They want to be a recording artist, but they don't really want to do the business side. You know, they don't want to be on uh, social media, even, you know, it's more than social media, but social media is a component to it. Um, You know, and they're kind of stuck in their old ways of, you know, of thinking I can just record and, you know, say it's about Jesus and then everything is okay. But um, it's very important to learn the business side of it because it, it works hand in hand. So you want to know, you know, what's in the contract and you want to know how things are working. And so um, you want to know how to make money. You know, you want to have products that you can, you know, put out there, as Mr. Harris said. So, you know, just not thinking is, you know, just thinking about Jesus and then everything else just falls in place. Yes, that's good stuff. And I always say that, I always say all the time that ministry is business, is business is ministry. And even if you're in ministry, you have to understand the Bible says he gave his power to attain wealth. And if he's using your gift to attain that power to attain the wealth, it's not just money, of course, but that is a part of it because you got to survive in this in the system in order for you to you know to be able to eat, so to speak. So most definitely. So that's the key to you know all of it, really. Even though if you're going to get into it for ministry, as Kevin James was saying, then you no, know, don't say yourself. You don't say give it away and things like that because ministry is in those act of giving and things like that. But if you want to get into business, you have to understand as a business. Mm-hmm. I, I was saying this before prior to you, we probably even came on the call that. You know, and understanding that, you know, when you got to eat, and you, that's your livelihood. So you have to understand what's going on. You still have to treat it as a business at the same time. You have to be fair to mm-hmm. yourself. It's for, you know, so God, you know, usually, you know, be a blessing to people and say, well, I charge this amount of whatever the case may be. But you got to realize that if you're going to make this a career, that is your career and that is your livelihood. So therefore, you have to learn business first and then the music business is following the place. Awesome. Most definitely. Anything you want to add, Mr. Harris? No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that when Andy mentioned the fact that people try to take it, take it to the extreme about, hey, I'm in this for the ministry of it. Okay, and if they if they say that and they have a product in their hand, you know, I, what I always say is, uh, let me see the product. Turn it over. If you put a barcode on that product, then you're you're in, you're in the business. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless unless you turn it over and say, you know, like like there are some groups in this country that go out and they just hand out tracks, they give out tracks. They don't sell them to you. They give them to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I see tracks, I mean, you know, reading, Bible stuff, reading. Okay. So they, they hand it out and they give it to you. Should be same thing with the music. If you if you're just strictly ministry. You turn that CD over and you got a barcode over, you have crossed over into business because the only reason the barcode is there is the barcode does not play the music. The barcode is for accounting purposes. 
And if you are accounting, that means you're doing financial, you're keeping track, or supposed to keep track of what you're selling. Mm -hmm. So you've gone a step beyond. And even with church, and I'm not a church administrator, I don't have a church of my own. The only thing I can say is I observe, and I'm being taught, and I sit under a great ministry, Mm -hmm. but what I will say is this. The majority of all ministries have to do business. Yes. They have to. Uh Otherwise, otherwise they exist illegally. Wow. So they're doing business too, even though their main purpose, their primary purpose, their mission statement, and their vision statement is about winning souls and 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 teaching God's word. Okay, mm-hmm. but they have to do business too because they, you know, people come to visit. If they pay them, they got to give them a W nine. 1099, whichever one it is. They give them a W-9. Yes, sir. Uh, we can pay you, but we can't pay you cash. We got to cut your check. They say, well, you just took up the money. Yeah, we got the money back there, but for accounting purposes, we have to cut your check. So if they have to do it in ministry, then why can't an artist do it? Mm. Right. That's good stuff. That's, what, that's all I want to know. Why can't an artist... And that's why the numbers in the gospel segment, and that the gospel is not a, um, a not a music business industry by itself, but the gospel segment of the music business, that's why the numbers are so low, because most people have the attitude that I'm in it for the ministry, I don't have to report, I don't have to um, keep track of sales, I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is saying to the power of the Lord, and that's it. And then what happens when you're no longer invited or you can't get to enough churches or you've been to just about all the churches, then you start to crash and burn mm-hmm. because now you have no foundation in place, no revenue stream coming in in order to undergird what you're trying to do. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Let me, uh, let me, let me, oh, I'm sorry, what you going to say? So go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that was very true. You will, you know, when the finances is not in place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you probably have no, you know, you definitely will crash and burn, and it, it brings a lot of stress when, you know, uh, that doesn't have to actually come into play if you're taking care of your business. That's that's correct. That's so true. I want to say good evening to 704. I like they wanted to say something. 704, how you doing? Hey, this is Brother Reggie. What's going on, man? What's up, sir? What's going on, sir? Not much, man. Hello to Henry. I heard Henry say, um, and I heard what's up, a caller. Bro? What's up, Brother Reggie? What's going on, man? I heard a caller say something about uh, what does she call the thing. And I just want to piggyback on that. Everybody said the right thing to the call. I think she said her name was Katrina. Mm-hmm. Um, my input on this is if you are called, if your producer is called, if your songwriter is called, if your team is called, if your musicians is called, you should have no problem in this industry. If everybody that's with you is called just like you are, everything should be easy. 
along the way, everybody should already know what they're doing. And I'm, I'm quite sure that, you know, everybody else agreed with me on that. Um, and again, mm-hmm. everybody else gave some excellent, excellent answers for you, but you just can't be called in and your producer's not called. Because somewhere down the line, somebody got to pick up for the slack for the other person. So if all y'all are called at the same time, then you all got to be on the same page. If not, it's going to be slack. Somebody got to do more than the other person and all that stuff. But if all y'all are on the same page, you know, you only need a faithful few, like two or three people. You got your three people and y'all are hard workers and y'all three are called to do different things. Then y'all don't have to worry about the other person. Everything should be smooth selling. Well, I just want to get that yeah. input on it. That's all. Uh-huh. The vision the Lord gave me was He's going to give me nine, ten different businesses. Different businesses. Um, he gave me the slogan, the logos. Um, I'm creating the material. Some are writing Christian novels. Some are writing children's books. Okay. Um, songwriting, playwriting. Um, just a bunch of different things. And the thing is to bring in revenue by acres and acres of land. Okay. Put the businesses on this land with housing and a bunch of other stuff for the homeless. Bring the homeless in, <laughs> teach them the businesses, and you know, feed them, shelter them in the, on the housing, and everything else. Take them out, help them find their own housing, help them find jobs in this field, and bring in the next batch of homeless, and so on and so forth. That was the vision. Broad, broad vision right there. Mm-hmm. The broad vision. The thing is, every vision had to have a have a foundation. I always talk about the process before the possession. Right, that's what I'm talking about, the foundation. Yeah, the foundation right. is, you know, say you got, you got to go through the process of everything, you know, doing your research on the... On the right, on, on, it's very overwhelming. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> but I, I, my suggestion to you, and just my encouragement to you is just to, you know, find one thing and take it, you know, and that way it can grow from there. We, we to concentrate on one thing, because God can't give right. you... And that was the thing, what to start with and what to... And I was going to different places and singing and doing skits and the monologues and all this stuff. Sure. And all of a sudden, my voice was gone. My left vocal cord was paralyzed. Mm. And I couldn't talk. I couldn't say for like six, seven months. And, you know, and I'm on Facebook and I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, yeah, but the Lord's going to bring my voice back better than it was before. It's going and this and that. And another person um, came on. I didn't know I wrote books or anything. And she was like, the Lord said, finish the book. Mm. It's not in your voice. It's in the book right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And this book has been on my mind for months and months, you know, and I have been postponing it, you know. Yeah. So and that goes back to your season, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your time and so your I'm turn. Definitely. That's, that's wanna... what we're trying to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say, Katrina was saying that, um, you know, that, uh, you know, not knowing where to start. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do at But the Record is uh, we just started an artist development program mm-hmm. where we um, are helping people, you know, to get started to know where, you know, know where to start, you know, because they, it's a transition when you're going from the church into the industry. Sure. So that's what our main focus is, is to guide people along that way so that, the transition will be a little easier and we can provide that information that they'll need, um, you know, to get where they want to go. That's awesome. I wanted to uh, interject, let's say, um, to, the, um, to the young lady that was speaking about, you know, the mission, I mean, what she wanted to do with the homeless and, you know, all the multiple things. Mm-hmm. 
And and this is not just a point of correction. I'm just saying this is something that I had to learn too in my business classes. Um, and when I you know when I finally comprehended it, you know it was really an eye opener for me because I had to go back and rewrite my mission and my vision statement. Mm-hmm. Be careful how you say your vision is to do this, your vision is to do that, your vision, because your mission statement or your mission is what you currently do in order to get to your vision, which is your futuristic objective. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in other words, so what you got to do, look at everything that you're doing and you say, our mission is to teach the homeless skills here, do this, do that. And then the vision statement will be the futuristic outcome of everything that you're doing. Right. And you see the word, that's the difference. Word too. Yeah, because a lot of people. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm just saying a lot of people confuse it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, my vision is to do this, my vision is to do that. Just remember that that's why they have, that's why when they ask you, when you go for grants and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they, they, they ask you, what is your mission statement? Mm-hmm. Some people don't get the grants because they go in and they give them the vision statement. Right. Okay. And that's why you have to kind of zero in so you know the difference between the two. The mission is what you're currently doing. Yeah, because God gave me a, a mission statement concerning right. all those things that, you know, under one umbrella. Right. So thank you for that. Now I'm getting ready to just listen because I got to go back to my mom. Oh, no problem. No problem. That's good <laughs> stuff. Okay. Appreciate okay. you being here. Thank you all for everything. That was great information. No problem. Yeah, you, you have a vision out there, man. I'm telling you, you have to really... Really, you know, say like you said, Mister Harris, prioritize it. Like I said, you have to go through a process of each one, and be able to, you know, what I'm saying, go back and revise it and and prove it right. and prune it. And uh-huh. put it put, can put can it I just together. say one thing before I go on hold? No problem. Go ahead. And sure. Believe me, this is God's vision. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm with him on the vision, but this is God's vision because I could have never thought of any sure. of this stuff. Sure, I understand that. I I, I know I know exactly how you feel. No, I know exactly. How you feel. I can relate to that. I got so much inside of me too that God put inside of me. But I learned to pace myself and to make sure that each gift that I've used that it'll be effective too. Because I want to get into a whole bunch of things and be all over the place and don't do it effectively and efficiently. And you know, you know, this is that's why I said that's one of my suggestions. You emerges, you know, concentrate on one thing. The most most pressing thing that God put on your heart, start with that first, and then everything else will start opening up. You'll see it start just falling in line. I guarantee you'll see it. Guarantee it. That's right. You know. Well, yeah. So I mean, that's I mean, what, it was a there was a lot of things that I wanted overnight, and I had to back up. Regroup, reorganize, and revamp. Because mm-hmm. there were a lot of things that I was doing that I was not putting the correct amount of time into that particular uh, thing in order to be successful. Um, because, you know, in TC and Brother Reggie and a lot of other partners, and Angie, you probably know as well, 
yeah, and I think you know too that, of course, I had uh, Spirit Code One all the way back to 2001. Mm -hmm. I think if we started in 2001, almost 16, 17 years for internet radio. Yes, sir. <laughs> but you don't hear me talking about internet radio. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't put the time into it in order to make it successful. Yeah. So I had to focus on the things that I could make successful. That is teaching, the teaching, you know, I'm in school myself, you know, trying to finish up my degree program and so forth. So I had to zero in. It's good to have music playing all the time, but what good is music playing all the time if it's not generating any revenue? Sure. Right. Because I can tell you, and I told I, I told the classes, I put this on Let's Talk Gospel, you probably heard me say it before. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you again. The movement of money creates wealth. Yes, sir. If no money is moving, there's no wealth creation. That's right. Okay. I'm, I came off pause for a minute. I'm sorry. And that's <laughs> no, another just, thing that the Lord told me. He told me that I was going to be a millionaire and 80% of what I made was to go to the ministry and 20% to me. Oh. Uh, that That's what I got so okay but the key thing Mr. Harris just said is that the movement of money creates uh -huh. yeah so it means you know in the sense of it moving you know so it's generating right. it's keeping moving it's right moving that's that 80% right yeah it's, it's moving in different right. directions it, you know exactly right yeah it's gotta keep moving yeah it, mm -hmm. because if there's if it doesn't keep moving, there's no wealth generation. I mean, right. you might want to say, "Hey, I'm hungry. Let me stop by McDonald's." You take that five dollars out, you give it to McDonald's, they give you something in return. They in turn put that money back into the corporation. They buy more hamburgers. They yep. keep selling and selling and stuff. So the money keeps moving. So you put money in your pocket, you don't know where that money's at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's wealth. And it's moving. It generates wealth. And it's moving. Yeah. What they call it's that? Like your tithes and offerings. Yes, sir. Tithes and offerings. Yes, sir. How about to go there? Uh -huh. Liquid assets is what they call that. Liquid assets. That's, that's, that's why they call that's why they call bankruptcy bankruptcy because you disrupt the process. Mm -hmm. Your money stops moving. You file bankruptcy, they, they call your creditors or whatever and say, hey, they in bankruptcy, you can't get nothing out of them. Okay, ain't nothing moving. Yeah. Then they say, okay, since ain't nothing moving, we're going to penalize you for seven years. You can't get nothing on credit for seven years <laughs> yeah. because you disrupted the flow of money. Yeah. But anyway, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, that's good. That's, but it's all part of the vision. It's all a part of business. It's all a part. It's it's building the foundations. Let you know where the foundation got to go. So it's all it's all tied. That's correct. You got it. right. Yeah. You got to build the basic foundation because in when we teach building the basic foundation, we give all of the students that go through the program, and some of them that go through the special program. We give them the break even the break even program, which is a break even formula that works with Excel. Okay, which means that the average artist will go out and buy a thousand CDs, which they shouldn't do. 
anymore. They'll order a thousand CDs. Mm-hmm. I don't know Kevin James if he was on here, he'd tell you don't do it. Yeah. But because what you should do is cut that number under in half and you know, deal with your streaming, your digital and all that other stuff and then sell you do your break even. Well we give them what they call a break even schedule, which means to say that if you do buy a thousand CDs, you have to put in the amount that you're going to sell them for. Mm-hmm. And it will tell you how many units you're going to have to sell in order to break even with the money that you actually put out in order to purchase the units. Wow. And that's in everything you do. If you do marketing, you do radio service, mm-hmm. and whatever, you can plug in all of those numbers. And it will tell you what you're going to have to generate in order to break even. That will keep you from crashing and burning because it's no fun to be broke. I know that's right. That's the truth. <laughs> Especially yeah. when gas is $2.64 a gallon. It's no fun. Yeah. It's two seventy nine. dollars some places up here, so I hate you. I mean, yeah, you, it's, it's, it's getting so bad that you be going, you may run out of gas, you run to the shed and see how much gas you got in the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, you ain't lying about that. That's that's the that's the truth right there. <laughs> so uh, well no, oh, oh, it's, it's one of the rainy day type of things right here. <laughs> you gotta mess around, you gotta lock up your shed. People come around, hey, I know where some gas at. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. <laughs> Yeah, siphon gas. I know. Yeah, I see that happen too. Yes, sir. Oh man, that's crazy, man. It's been a great show, man. I got to get out of the way for the evening. I uh, got got some uh, other radio business to handle, but if always, uh, we're gonna be back next week, eight thirty. Uh, we on every every Monday, eight thirty. So we definitely want you to join us on the Basic Foundation Show. We have a lot of great time bringing you information. That can help you in any facet, whether it's music or whatever. I mean, the basic foundation, any, anything you got to build a foundation, that's what holds everything up. So, man, it's been an awesome show, though. Mr. Harris, I thank you once again, always for coming on and blessing us, man. And then talk about your uh, your event coming up October, in October. Well, yeah, well, you know, I have a good time when I come on and, you know, we talk. It ain't that we know it all. It's just that we have a good discussion because I think we all learn from each other. Yes, sir. Um, the event I have coming up in, uh, on October the 6th, 2018, the Excellence in Music Academy Awards concert. And it's not what you think. If people see that award concert, the first thing they want to know is, how, how can I apply for one of those awards? It's not that type of party. Right. Um, what it is, is what we do is... Um, the people that have completed our program, we started in January and we went all the way to April. I think it was like almost four months and we went through building the basic foundation for our classes and so forth. So in October, we recognize those people for completing the program, giving them a lapel pin certificate, and we have the performances. So that's what it is. And so in conjunction with that, the whole theme of the event is centered around giving senior citizens a concert night out. So there is a ticket cost for regular admission, but all the senior citizens 
even if we fill up the whole place with senior citizens, they all get to come in at no cost. So it's free to them. Um, we will distribute tickets. A lot of the tickets are sponsored. So they don't have to worry about having tickets. All they got to do is dress up and come on out. So it's October the 6th, 6 p.m. at the Art Theater in Washington, D.C. 1901 Mississippi Avenue, Southeast Washington, D.C. This is our eighth year of doing this. And this is our, um, this is our seventh year, sixth or seventh year at the Art Theater. And we've been blessed to be able to put this event on without having to charge any showcase fees and awards fees and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's what's happening now. Everybody on this call, you are invited. Tickets are $25. And uh, you are invited. If you can't make it, you can always support by purchasing a ticket and donating it to our senior citizens. Because like I said, we they will all be there. And um, and they have a good time. And in between the time that we have this event, we go out to the nursing home facilities and do the small mini concert that you may have seen us post on Facebook mm-hmm. that happened this weekend. This was a, a summer concert. And this was a summer concert that we did. We had a uh, saxophone player and then Mr. Philip Carter. One thing about Mr. Philip Carter, if you don't follow him, you should. Yes. He's an artist. He's an artist. If you want to, if you want to see, and I, and I don't, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm taking nothing away from any of the artists on this call right now, but follow him and watch what he does. Okay, but he, it was, he was there, and then we had a saxophone play there, and we had a great time. And we're going to do another concert like that in September, and we're going to do that on Capitol Hill at another facility. And then we've already had a couple other requests for the holidays, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, to do other concerts. So look, as an artist, to the artists on this call and to the artists who will listen to this playback, you need to be connected to your community. Mm-hmm. Go out and do something. I'm not, I'm not asking you to go out and try to save the world. I'm not asking you to go out, protest, march, or whatever. But just go out and do something for somebody that's less fortunate than you. Because music, and all of us participate, music is good for the soul. Okay. Um, they all did gospel, but when that Aretha Franklin respect track came on, <laughs> all, all playing on the Spotify, oh boy, I'm telling you, we could have been running Facebook Live, then we probably would have got a million hits because they were they were really filled it, and they all because they're senior citizens and most of them remember remember the legacy artists. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Uh, you, you can reach 301-567-5349. Henry Harris, thank you so much. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wonderful. All right. Well, Mr. Uh, Tierney, you want to give out your information as well? 
Uh, yes, you can reach me uh, on Facebook as Tyranny LaShawn Bledsoe, or you can hit our business page at Bledsoe Records. If there's any artist that's um, interested in transitioning from just singing in the church and want to transition into the industry, uh, please contact me. We have a program that's starting this Thursday that's called um, Amping It Up for the Kingdom. And the word amp is for artists moving purpose. So if you know that God has called you to do this, then we want to be here to support you and help you along the way. Uh, you can also reach our website at BledsoeRecords.com. Good stuff. Can I get you to come out of Detroit? You coming out of Detroit to come down and visit us this year? I, I'm definitely going to try. I'm in the process of relocating right now uh, to Arkansas. Okay. And um, um, so because I hope to be settled by then so I can definitely come through. You know, one of your eyes, you're still working with Stephanie? Uh, no, we're no longer working with Stephanie, but, you know, still supporting her in any way that we okay. can. Okay. Wow. Katrina, I hope you heard, learned a lot tonight. It was a pleasure. Uh, I did. I really did. And I thank you, guys. No problem at all. Oh, well, look who popped in at the end of the call tonight. Great. Hey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's my, good, my great my great friend, my buddy. Uh, Mr. We call him the marketing guru himself, Kevin James, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Lord, he did that on purpose. He knew, he knew, you, he, he knew you would get ready to hang up. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh. I did not do that, I promise you. I am so sorry that I didn't. You know what? I just grabbed in my bag and grabbed my phone and I... I told him today, TC. Uh-huh. I reminded him today. Wow. Sure wow. I told TC that. I, I, I told, I told, my, I, I, I told, I, I told, yeah, I told, I, I, I think he putting us down, Mister Harris. I said, I don't know, he putting us down, man. Yeah, well, no, he tried, he tried to, he tried. To, I know the fam five was. The oh, yeah, yeah, he, that's right. Yeah, he's superstar now. So we got, we got to get thumbprints autographs from him now. I, I forgot about yeah, that. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go to one. I'm gonna have to go to one of them games and run out there with the water bottle because yeah. he, I don't know if he's gonna make it. <laughs> 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 okay, well, you out there playing in the league and stuff like that. Well, it's always glad to have you on either way, sir. So thank you so much for calling yeah. in, man. You there know. ain't no doubt about it. You know, I'm mean, there. Then I got to, I'm going to have to get myself together for this long trip, of course. Okay. Because everybody know, you know, I'm going to take the long way around Robin Hood's bond, so. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, Mr. Hey, Kevin you better do like, Hey, you better do like Mr. T, man, and come on with me. <laughs> no, no, that ain't gonna happen. No, sir. Yeah. We need to give him, give him the injection and put some headphones. Yeah, that's on. right. Put some headphones. Yeah, he be all right, dear. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, let me get on down there real quick. That's right. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go about it. The long way around. Why? Well, I don't know, but I'm going the long way around. It's all good. As long as I can get there, I guess. I hear. You. Well, I guess you gotta, you gotta catch. We gotta send you the playback, man. You gotta try to catch you on, on the next go round, man. It was an awesome show tonight, and um, 
That's real it's good. Always, shit. I know it always is. Look who the people you have on there. Yes, sir. Top notch people. That's why I say yes, sir. No doubt about that. I got to say that. Yeah. Uh, it is. To, ooh, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. I need I need to talk to you after the show too. Oh no problem. No problem. Tell, tell everybody you know they need your your services. How to get in touch with you? You're out here now. Oh, you, you're if out you out need here now. my services, all you have to do is just contact me at. Oh man, I got too many email addresses. KevinJames.cjb at gmail dot com. That's KevinJames.cjb at gmail dot Calm. If you want to call me, you can call me, 443-540-5315. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he definitely, you know, when we get him on, he, he going to put it down. Because we talked about uh, artist development. We talked about streaming. Oh, we talked about, my type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking more about that. Because we have a lot of artists that are currently asking how to market themselves and their vision and things like that. So we definitely want to make sure that we uh, avail ourselves to them, sir. And, uh, you know. No doubt. Yeah, that's, that's that's a big thing, there, man. Yeah, especially in this day and time, because although the industry has changed, we talked about a little bit about the industry how it's changed from you know the, mm-hmm. the looking at the line of notes things like that's a playlist now. We kind of talked about the contrast between the two this evening, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's changing. You have to take more control of your own destiny mm-hmm. than waiting for somebody else to do it for you. You're gonna have to take the artist that they have to take more control. And they're gonna have to learn how to operate as a label. Mm. You know what? That's that's something we need to talk about next week. But I do want to ask you this before I go, because uh, now I, I open this to the panel. I know I gotta go in a little bit, but I do want to ask that now. Um, where do y'all see you know the music industry going in about the next ten years? Because it's changed drastically. Where do you think we're gonna be at at this time? Where is that to right now? Things will be the same right now that it's the 10 years? Well, not just the same, but it's, it's going to, technology is going to be different. So I think the music industry is going to move as technology get more advanced. I think the music industry is going to move along with it. Mm. Um, it's uh, for real. Should I even, well, I guess we have to call it an industry, but is the music industry really an industry anymore? Well, I guess it is because they're making money off the screen. So, where is that? Uh, technology, technology, the technology is going to supersede. It, it's it's important that every artist make it their business to keep up with the technology. It's just like um, it's just like anything else. You don't. It's going to leave you behind. I. I, yeah. I I stumbled over I stumbled over something on Spotify that I didn't really realize that you could do. I mean, Spotify there's so much. It's podcasting yes. on Spotify. There's a teaching. You could have um, teach the MP3s on Spotify as a playlist. People can go on and go through a, like a little mini course just on Spotify alone, and mm. then. And then, you know, you can only play Spotify on one device at a time, right? Right. Okay. You can play it on a premium account. You can play it on one device at a time. But if I had if I had a tablet in one and two or three rooms over from an office, I can have that tablet set up and then I could be and let the tablet be playing. 
music from Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. I can go to the desktop computer and change the songs around and stop that song and play the other song while the tablet and that the tablet would be like controlling the music from a distance. Wow. Wow. That's deep right there. Wow. Well, I hear somebody, you know. Hey, look, where, where you, somebody, somebody must be in an 18 wheeler with a CV. Bring it, bring it. Yeah, well, nah, that's what I heard too. That's what I heard. Bring it, one nine. What's your 20? You know, but yeah, Mr. House is definitely on point, man, with what he just been saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Technology is definitely, if you don't keep up with how this thing is going, technology is going to take, man, this thing is, technology is going to take it to a, a completely, completely new level. Mm. All the artists have to stop thinking different. The way they market themselves, how that product is sold, they're going to have to stop thinking a lot different mm. on how they're doing things. Or they're going to just be left, as Mr. Hersey was saying, they're going to be left behind. And that old model, it's not going to even be useful anymore. So the artist is going to be losing a whole lot of money, wasting a whole lot of money on trying to get something that is not even going to be there anymore. Oh, you know what? You said something. Right. You know You said something pretty profound. Cause I looked at uh, Peter Frampton. He said he had like over a million, 15 million streams. He only made a thousand dollars, man. On know. which? On which one? On, on Spotify. Which... On Spotify. Yeah, and, and it must be there must be a problem somewhere because that that ain't fifteen. That ain't true. I mean, he may say it's true, but maybe there's something a problem somewhere because you can get into New Music Friday. Mm-hmm. With one point million, one point four, two million people in there doing the stream, and they show the data where the artists can make sixty thousand dollars. Wow! So who who said that? Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton. Peter yeah. Frampton. Yeah. But now, 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 I think he said, uh, I might, I might, I might not be. Said, I know some millions of streets, and you only got paid a thousand. He said fifteen million. He said 15 million. Yeah, I said 15 million. It might, it might be a little less than that, but I know you said you only made like 1,000, 1,500. I got to find another thing. Here's another, here's another thing. Here's another thing. <clears throat> How long, when, did, when did Peter Frampton, he's kind of he's been out yeah. for a long time. For a long time, right? time. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, now you do know that there's a, a copyright law that they can battle in court and so forth. Stuff prior to... 1972 and 1973 it's not pulling the same royalty rate if if any as the stuff that's beyond 73 and 74. Wow. That's true because of the deals that was made. I was going to correct. I was going to go and say that. Um, It's going to know how the the, the whoever whoever owned that particular piece of work Mm -hmm. did they go and make break a deal off with Spotify? Is you just the artist who's who's who controls this particular content? Mm-hmm. They're gonna pay a particular rate, and I think the rate is a little higher than what uh, what's the, what's the sound exchange giving. I think they give up a little bit higher rates than what right. sound exchange is. 
So it's, it's putting on the deals that is being made. You see, you know what I mean? Right. So maybe he didn't make that deal, or the label itself. Yeah. I don't know who controls the content. Right. That's the thing. So. Yeah. That's not a lot of money though, but man, it's been a great show. No, yeah, it's been a great show. I know I got to wait real quick, but I just want to say I'm TC, y'all. Anybody want to send me music? It's wogsmusic at gmail.com. Once again, that's wogsmusic at gmail.com. I can be reached at uh, 216-264-0387. Again, that's 216-264-0387. Shouts out to Kingdom Crook Radio for having us on Live Always. Mr. Mache Wilson, she'll be back real soon. Uh, check out www.kingdomcrunked.com. Radio, that's C-R-U-N-K-E-D, uh, radio.com. Once again, that's kingdomcrunkradio.com. So, with that being said, gentlemen, ladies, thank y'all so much for being a part. And we out like shout, going back to some music. Uh, love, peace, and hair grease. God bless you.